Dear Shooter, have you ever wondered what it would be like if the women in the office disappeared for a day of fun? Just like the guys do. What about adding the cherry on top of the cake by taking them out to the range? Guys, you jealous yet? Of course I'm happy. I'm just checking because I'm like getting the stink eye here. Go do your thing. But get good at your craft first. And put your budget to things that really matter at the end of the day. You want to get good at it. And make no mistake about it, that's training. Let's face it, if you have a size 62 waist, you are not as tactical as 5'11 might think you are. <laughs> and we've all seen it. Wow, feel the love. There it is. <laughs> and Brandon Jones in. All of the sensibilities of that. <laughs> Welcome to the Deer Shooter Podcast. I am your host, Jason Crotto. Deer Shooter is brought to you by WyoTac, Empowerment Through Self-Reliance, and Lucid Optics, on target, under budget. All right, so good Thursday morning. We are back, assembled, and we just got finished up with a, uh, a women's day that we did, and, and this was a project that we've been working on for about six months. We finally pulled it off. And what it was is for a group who uh, typically the, the men uh, that are associated with this association get to go and have all the fun. And the women wanted to do something that would make the men jealous. And I think we pulled it off. Oh, we definitely pulled it off. They yes. were all looking forward to going home and talking about it, too. Mm-hmm. I think a few of them were going home to buy Rub it guns. on their faces? Uh-huh. <laughs> yeah. So uh, just, just real quick, so... Um, we, we have a little bit different crew assembled this week. We've got uh, Caitlin Wheeler and we have Gene Weir. And they were a couple of our instructors today. Uh, I handled the defensive pistol portion. Caitlin, you did carbine. Jason was on long range. And Gene came in and did shotgun for us. How did that go for you guys? How were, how were your classes? We, we, we divvied everybody up into four groups and, and rotated around all day, so everybody got a chance to try everything. How do you guys think it went? I think it went very well. Um, we had kind of a diverse level of women that were there, and not a lot of them knew about carbine, and, which I enjoyed because I like working with people who know very little about firearms that way i can really be like yeah you're gonna want one um and it was really cool to get to see their faces the first time they actually got to shoot the firearm after me teaching them the proper way to shoot the firearm did you have any of them that were hesitant because of it was a scary black gun absolutely there was a couple of them that just kind of looked at me especially once i picked up my three-gun rifle which is black and they just you could see the scared look in their faces, almost like it was going to attack them. And it was one of those, I promise it's not going to hurt you. Like, it's a tool, not a weapon. I mean. Well, and you had you had one of my shorties out there that was suppressed. Yes, and his name is Shorty. <laughs> you named his rifle? I Yes, I named his rifle. It was short, okay, and it had a suppressor that was not like a suppressor. It was more like <clears throat> a miniature. It was just for looks. That's all so, it was. So you should have named it Wilson. Now, now. Well, <laughs> I mean, probably. <laughs> <laughs> so how'd the long range go? Long range was, was actually kind of fun. It started out being kind of misty and windy, and 
and just overall uncomfortable. Um, we had a morning thunderstorm kind of roll through at the beginning of the day, and um, some of the gals were they were fairly chilly, and so they started out the day kind of shivering, and that's not real conducive to a precision long-range shot. But regardless of that, we started out at uh, 450, and they went out to 6. Um, some of them still managed to hit the 700-yard mark today. They had one of them go further. Um, they enjoyed us, the, the precision of it thoroughly. I find that when they come to the bench with no preconceived notions, they take the instruction, they take the direction, and they soak it in like sponges. Um, and these gals did exactly that all day long. Um, we sent 6-5 Creedmoor out to, I think you had a target at 840, mm-hmm. from where we had the benches positioned. We had one gal manage the course and only drop two targets all day. That's impressive. Yeah, she did really, really well. And a lot of these gals had never been behind a precision rifle at all. I mean, I had to actually talk them through how the bolt action worked because they didn't know. Ellen, you, you said that you, you had heard a couple of comments that even their husbands had never shot that far. Yeah, there were several of them, um, over half, um, that they knew for a fact that their husbands had never shot that far because they always talk about how they marvel at the four and 500-yard shots people make. And, you know, it's one of those things that they talk about. They'd really like to do that someday. Well, these gals got to come out, and they started at 450 yards mm-hmm. and then went right to a 600-yard target. So right then and there, they were surpassing their spouses and boyfriends. <laughs> That's definitely right. something to rub in their face. Oh, yeah. yeah. Right. Well, I I know uh, we had the the trap range behind us, and I heard hooting and hollering over there all day long. They were having fun. The trap went well. Uh, we brought them... Into a little knowledge of American trap. And about 95% of the ladies that came to the range had never shot a shotgun. So they were apprehensive about shooting. They were a little scared. But after they broke the first target, it just opened a floodgate of fun. (laughs) They understood that it's just it's a blast literally to shoot a moving target and watch it explode of course we had some targets that had uh orange powder in them mm-hmm. and when they'd hit one of those and these ladies were very competitive i mean they didn't cut each other any slack when it come to targets we did a little bit of american trap and then we started playing games where you buddy shoot or you pea shoot, where you pick up pieces of the other target. And that's when they got competitive. <laughs> and I'll tell you what, they it was a lot of fun. It I thoroughly enjoyed today with the ladies. How many of them had actually played with a 12-gauge shotgun before? You know, I bet you only about four to six of them out of everybody had ever shot a shotgun before. So less than 25% probably. Okay. Yeah. So you went from complete nothing to breaking clays. To breaking targets. Fun. I only had one gal that had a little rough time, so I laid a target out on the ground on the weeds. She shot it, and after that the floodgates broke open. She was hitting every other target and having a blast. You think it was an intimidation factor or swinging a shotgun in a moving target? Yes, it was. Very much so an intimidation factor on all of it. So another thing today, 
Caitlin, this was your first time teaching on your own. Yes, sir, it was. Um, I, I know you were a little apprehensive this morning. Um, you had a little intimidation factor going. Is that why you sequestered her on her own range, way away from the rest of us? See, that's <laughs> no. what I said last no. night. And, and here, and what, what was the answer that I gave you? I can trust you. I got to keep an eye on these knuckleheads. Whoa, 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 <laughs> wait a minute here. I mean, can you blame him? Look at who this guy is sitting next to me. Talking True. to like a dad <laughs> on his favorite child. <laughs> <laughs> but, you, you know, you and I talked at lunch, and you, you said your first class was, it, it took you a while to kind of get your feet under you. And I think you had a, I, my first class was probably the hardest one that I did today. And I think it was because everybody came out there, and they were just super excited and super pumped up to get going. And and the weather too. It was it was colder. It was people it was were nasty. chilly. And but after that first one, I think everybody kind of settled in, and, and you seemed to catch your stride. Mm-hmm. So what what were you doing on the range? What how how was your curriculum going? So I first kind of just like introduced myself, and then I introduced three gun to everybody. So I realized that three gun isn't really a sport that many people are familiar with so I went into what I do and then I went into what my carbine was and how it functions and that type thing I also had your rifle out there which was a defensive rifle so I explained kind of what you would use it for versus what you would use my three gun rifle for Um, and then I kind of just went into simple basics of a rifle or well carbine in this case an AR-15 and then just kind of judged the crowd not like harshly but kind of got to learn um, who they were what their background was that kind of thing if they had any experience with the firearms before and then kind of just had some fun with them I let them shoot some I let them kind of do their own thing safely of course and (laughs) scared a couple of them with some firebirds which was really fun (laughs) definitely a highlight but firebirds so do I well, I, w- I will tell you, um, is with somebody wanting to get into instruction like you are, uh, being able to take a, a group like that that you have no idea their experience level and they come in and you can very quickly figure out where they are and be able to push them from there, mm-hmm. that alone uh, it, an extremely good trait of a good instructor. Thank you. Agreed. And the fact, you, you know, you helped me set steel on the long range. <laughs> and your devious nature, <laughs> you're going to be good. I had this whole thing planned out on the long range and sat down with the, the spotting scope this morning and went, oh, be goddamn, I know there's more targets out there. There is. But the longer I sat, the, the more I found. And mm-hmm. where did you find the can of paint that matches the weeds? Uh, in the bucket. <laughs> yeah. It's sunshine yellow. It's ridiculous how well that matched the weeds. And I bought it because it was like, I thought, okay, super bright, right? No. No, it hides. Yeah, and what was your reaction? I said, can I paint this yellow? Well, it might stand out too much. (laughs) Hold on. Yeah, they're ghosts. Those targets hide. Mm -hmm. They are, and we found that out two years ago. Um, That was the first time I got called a monster on that range. (laughs) And now I'm the one being the monster. Yes, Monster in training. Still your fault, though. (laughs) Everything's my fault. Definitely. Agreed there. Now, (laughs) everybody's picking on me. (laughs) (laughs) So. He needs a washcloth. Blanky. Teddy bear. (laughs) 
So I think everybody here had a really good time, felt it was a success. If we do this again, can I count on everybody coming back? Oh, yeah. I'm in. No definite, sure. Yeah. Um, any day I can spend on the range, um, sharing just a little bit is a good day. My biggest highlight of coaching is watching students, whether they be youth or adult, learn something new and fall in love with it. Mm-hmm. That I've shot a lot of shells through my life, shotgun shells, not rifle or anything. But watching somebody pick up a shotgun and just absolutely, I had a young lady in class today. She struggled. She couldn't keep her head on the stock. She had to look at the target as she was pulling the trigger. So I got up behind her and I'd whisper to her every time before she'd pull the trigger, head on the stock. And she started busting targets and then picking up pieces. Come to find out, her mother was on the squad with her. And those two were hell on wheels with shotguns. Naturals had never shot before. Those two were hell on wheels at the long range. That's and the one on that the carbine stage. Mm-hmm. We, yeah. heard, we heard that, yes. And they, they were in pistol, too. Everything yeah. that they pointed at, they hit. They were naturals. I mean, you could watch the the mother was a lefty. Mm-hmm. Now, usually lefties have trouble with the right-hand targets. Mm-hmm. She had no trouble with any target, no matter what position I put her in, right? whether behind the trap or clear down to the right. She was just a natural. And it, it was uh, fun to see. I mean, like Jason said, they're like sponges, and it's just a blast to watch somebody like that absorb what they're doing and have so much fun with it, especially as apprehensive they was when they showed up. Right, and I and I agree with you. Them, and, and I, had a, I had probably, I would say, four or five other ladies that came through the pistol, and I would like to have seen them go a little further in that class to see what they could do because they came in kind of apprehensive not really sure of themselves and within an hour uh i i was at a point where it's like i wanted to push them further but i couldn't because of the other students in in that in that uh that squad hand them some literature and invite them back that's all you can do and that's and that's what i did at the end of class they they expect expressed interest in coming and doing the full course um so i'm excited for that and I, I would be absolutely remiss uh, because this this all this stuff doesn't happen in a vacuum. I want to thank TSI Tactical Solutions International for uh, letting us use their facility to put this on, and also uh, Six Gun Kettle Corn and Concessions. That's Dennis and Julie Ballard out of Shoshone, Wyoming. They took care of the catering for lunch for us. Lunch was great. Very good. Um, so, you know, thank everybody that was involved in this because this doesn't happen without a lot of people involved. Agreed. And you've done a fine job yourself. Well, thank I, you. I will give you that much credit. One time. <laughs> he's getting Just better. once, though. He, Just once. You don't he's, need his head getting big. No. He's, he's getting better. He's not there yet. Uh, don't worry. <laughs> don't worry, Anigo. I won't let it go to my head. 
And and three of us get that. Hey, stop now. Calm hey, down. It's, it's Princess Bride. You've got to watch it. Well, you've got a TV. <laughs> Put it on for me. I'll go watch it. I, I, I've got, I got it on my phone. What are you talking about, TV? Pull it up. Let's do it. It's in my Google Play. <laughs> it's okay. a classic. Totally a classic. Yeah. What do you expect? He's been mostly dead all day. Hey. <laughs> <laughs> no, I, I thought it was great. Um, we, we did have some weather issues this morning. We got out there early, got canopies up, so at least everybody had some cover. Um, hopefully next time we plan this, the weather cooperates a little bit better. We were expecting a lot worse, and it, the weather was actually pretty merciful to us because by about 11 o'clock, it started to clear up and, and get a little nicer, and it warmed up. It was about 65 most of the day, which certainly helped at least my students. We were actually really fortunate that we got the weather we did. If it had stayed like the morning was all day, we'd have had a miserable time. Oh, you guys might have. We wouldn't have. <laughs> Shotgun can shoot any weather. Fair enough. I like shooting not, rifle in the rain, they too. They were not I mean. comfortable, which means they were probably not happy. Yeah, I'll tell you what. Now that we got the number one knocked down, the next one will be even better. Right. I and I, I see building a, a lot of fun in the future. Well, and, and, and Caitlin and I were discussing that on the way back uh, with a little bit of refinement. I think this program would fit nicely into our Leadership Academy as a team-building event. It would. Um, you know, not necessarily for anything other than let's come together, have a good day, uh, and experience some things that maybe maybe they they haven't experienced before. Had lots of questions about the repelling tower. <laughs> you too, huh? Lots of questions. Um, yeah. And interest. Yeah, yeah. You, in you fact, you, you came to me at lunch and and asked who's the repel master now. <laughs> yeah, because lots of questions about it. Now, if we do that, we need to get Chris back out here so we can get some redemption on that thing. You get to ask him that. Oh, I'll ask him uh, without hesitation. And I'll guarantee you he'll be right back out here going, yep, I'm going to kick his butt this time. I can see him doing that. Yep. And and actually what I'll do is I'll get Brandy to do it because she'll goad him into it. There's an idea. Imagine that. <laughs> and I'm getting a big smile. <laughs> so... Last year, uh, for those that don't know, we did a leadership academy, and we invited Chris Peranto to come out and, and speak and help us to wrangle the cats and, and be a part of this. And part of what we did was we went off the repelling tower. Now, he decided that he wanted to do an Australian repel where he goes off head first. Um, the first one he did, I thought, was pretty flawless, but he decided that he wanted to do it again. and uh, He took one big step off and promptly separated his quad muscle from his knee. Lowered him down, took him to the hospital. We broke a Benghazi survivor. Hmm. Now, it was funny when you took him to the hospital because the nurse that was checking him, or the receptionist that was checking him in, was sneaking an autograph. <laughs> yeah, so we, we, we get him right to the emergency room, and he has some cards from the VA that he shows them, and they whisk him right into a room and saw him right away. And I was tasked with bringing that documentation from the ER over to the front desk at reception. And I hand the information over the the desk, and, I, and she goes, now, who's this guy? I said, just Google his name real quick. You'll get everything you need to know. 
And she looks at Google after she does it and looks at me and goes, why is he with you? <laughs> hey, that's a question we all ask ourselves. I yeah. know, but it, it, it was just going to set me on my heels for a second. I was like, well, because he wanted to be broken? I don't know. <laughs> but at the end of the day, she uh, had to wrestle some paperwork up for him to sign. And come to find out with the VA card the way that it is, there's no paperwork for him to sign. It's all done. <laughs> yep. So she fabricated paperwork so, <laughs> so she, she could get his signatures. signatures. <laughs> yep. Yeah. Clever. Oh, I, I, I remember when he came off the tower because I was, I was his belay. And he came off the tower and went down. I locked him off. And he's looking down at me going, let me down. And I remember looking up at him and going, you have to let go. Yeah, it doesn't work that way. <laughs> he was still locked up into his figure eight pretty hard. So now that you've had a, a, a taste of teaching, uh, do you see a future for the, for you? I definitely see a future for me in teaching, yes. Um, I, I've only had a couple of experiences in teaching, and that's been me helping another instructor, so team teaching things and I immediately fell in love with it the first time but with this being my first time actually on my on my own just kind of let loose getting to have fun and getting to actually train these ladies on what I know and just on what I know it it's something I've never been able to experience before and I I'm ready to go again no and full disclaimer as a trainer you will find yourself in situations where you don't get much sleep you don't eat much better than gas station food. Um, you're always on the phone. Your schedule's not your own. It's kind of like a competitive shooter. Yeah. Yeah, yep. I was just going to say, I'm, I've already <laughs> been through this for the yep. last, like, two years, so. The pay's not great, and everybody wants a piece of your time. Okay. However, pay's not great. This is something that I'm very passionate about, and it's something that I love. That being said, I'm, I'm okay with getting a little pay cut if it's something that is actually going to mean something down in the road. And this and, does. Yeah. And full disclaimer for me, I can't take all the credit for coaching Shotgun today. There was two other gentlemen with me that helped out immensely. And as a team, we had a lot of fun. And who did you have with you? You had Sean Tessman who was there. Yeah. And Ron Shaver. Ron Shaver. Yeah. Okay. All right. And like I said, Sean... And Ron, we all three clicked together, and the women had a lot of fun. So, like I said, I can't take all the credit myself. Fair enough. Now, I, I think all of us here would agree, and especially those of us that have been on the coaching, teaching side for a while, um, and I think you probably experienced that a couple of times at this point too, Caitlin, that I think the most rewarding thing is about, about teaching is when you get that student that's kind of struggling and then all of a sudden everything clicks and the light bulb comes on and now they go from kind of zero to hero right now Amen. And, and you see that smile on their face and you, you you see the click in their eye and now they're in love with it that smile that can't be erased mm -hmm. even by a miss or anything else that would come along it's that smile when they look at you and there's a twinkle in the eye now whether it be a and I've coached everything from young children all the way up. My oldest student was 83 years old Wow! in the NRA Women in the Wilderness Escape. She was a blast. This 83-year-old woman 
was just fun to have around. Had never shot guns before in her life. I I had one similar, and I think she was 81 at the time she went through the class. And I had her paired up in a class with Michael Bain and Kevin Dixie, and these are these guys are pretty heavy hitters. And she went head-to-head with Kevin Dixie on what's called a chaos drill. So you've got five targets that you're moving back and forth on, and you've got to keep track of how many rounds go into each target. It, 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 it's called chaos for a reason. And Kevin runs this thing, and respectable time. She gets up there, and, and okay, here's, this is what I'm supposed to do? And I, yes, this is what you're supposed to do. And she, okay. And this is, mind you, this is the first time she'd ever shot a carbine. And I hit the timer, and she throws the thing up and runs the thing and not only beat Kevin, but beat him handily. <laughs> By over half. Hammered it. Wow. So he kind of bruised ego, comes over to me and says, can, can I run that again? Yeah, run it again. He ran it again, pushed it about as hard as he could go, and... It, Got her, got her on time on that one. And then she walks up to me and she goes, well, I need to do this again, too. Turns around and smokes him again. <laughs> Not by a little bit. By, <laughs> by a lot, lot of it. Oh, jeez. You shot this drill, Gene. Yeah. Yep. With an AR-10. Oh, yeah. Right? Yeah. It's a no-joke drill. You have No, to it's, it's a no-joke drill. Yep. I'll guarantee you. And she was great. And and when she when she got done and both times she just turned around with the biggest smile on her face, and, and no ego, no, I, I just it was, I did that. In fact, I remember. I think I shot the class right after she did because I catch all kinds of guff from you saying you can't do that good as a eighty-one year old can. Well, yep. she did set the bark on the hot. She did. <laughs> Way high. I mean, come on, Gene. Hey. Step up your game. Look who's talking. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> don't give me that look. You talked a lot of bad shit yesterday over the trap range, and um, I don't believe you beat me there either. Ooh. Oh, I definitely beat you there. No, I've got video proof of it, and it is posted on social media. Yep. That, well, with the one <laughs> shot you actually did and caught hey, on film? I've got okay. all the videos. All right, Ricky, go back to the playpen. Okay. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I'll meet you there. But All right. give me a few hours with her, and then you can try it again. No, that's not right. That is Why right. Why ain't that right. right? That's not right. Why not? <laughs> I need an excuse, not just no. She's making a reference about the past. You want to advance to the future, we'll make a book. Hey, you brought up the past in this scenario. <laughs> no, I didn't. <laughs> We're okay. just revamping the past a little bit. Right? Beat a dead horse. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Evidently, with a short guy. <laughs> <laughs> But just just to circle back real quick, I, I it, did you have a student today that it, you know finally kind of put it together and turned around almost in disbelief that yes. they were able to do it? Yes, yes, I did. did you had one of those two, and I, that right there, it it's like it's the best feeling in the world, and you feel like you succeeded in life when that happens. I had one in every group, right? Mm-hmm. The one that really stuck out. The shotguns that we were using weren't, the length of pull was wrong for any lady that stepped up there because most of them were my shotguns, and I've kind of got like ape arms. Kind of? 
to say the least. Gene's a big guy. It's proportionate. And uh, these ladies were trying to make do with what they had. Right. She could not. The length of pole was so long that she was almost laying on the buttstock. And she could not hit a target. Like I said, I placed one out on the ground for her, showed her exactly where her pattern hit, told her to aim in a certain spot at a flying target. She broke a target. From then on, she broke a few more, not consistently, but good enough for to make her feel good. Well, if you're taking somebody that's never done this before, uh, you know, I, you, you can't expect absolute consistency right away, but the fact that she went from, from never doing this before to a gun that nowhere near fitter, and she's still getting the job done, that's yep. pretty impressive. I'm calling that a win all day long. Oh, yeah. Definitely. So was there something that stuck out for you, Caitlin? A particular moment, something that happened? Yeah, so one particular moment that stuck out to me is there was this lady that was kind of getting very, not necessarily frustrated, but frustrated to the point of tears. And it was mainly just the fact that she felt like she was failing. She couldn't do it the best as the other ladies were. And it was one of those, I took a couple of minutes just standing at the barricade because I ended up pulling up a barricade at one point. And we were kind of off from all the rest of the ladies, and they were just over there talking. And I just had a one-on-one conversation with her and telling her, hey, you can do this. Just take a deep breath. Step back. Let me walk you through it. Let me talk you through it. Don't get discouraged just yet. And I continued to work with her on where she was placing the rifle. I let her use the barricade, which I was thankful to have there because it was more support and more contact for them to have. And after a couple of minutes, she finally, she stopped crying and she pulled her glasses off and she looked at me and she goes, thank you. And then she just got back behind the rifle. And after that, it was just, she was on target and she just continued to go and she kept shooting. And after that, there was nothing but a smile on her face. And it was one of those, I'm really glad that I could have been the one to do that. And it was, I don't know, it was just a beautiful moment. That stood out to me. In every group, I had someone that had a hard time getting behind the optic, getting the eye relief right, um, learning how to settle in behind the rifle without making a bunch of micro adjustments and losing the target. I had one gal in group number three who just fought it and fought it and fought it. And it became an emotional thing where she felt like she should be able to do this. Um, it, It didn't necessarily help her situation out that I had Rockstar in that same group, <laughs> who everything she pointed at, she hit. Um, so there was a little bit of competitive nature, some peer pressure on that whole deal. And she put most of it on herself. Um, she got to the point of tears at one point, and I just said, all right, so just close your eyes. Settle in behind the gun like you're going to take a nap. And she got comfortable. I said, now you're just a little bit far away. Stick your head a little further forward because she was too far out of the optic. Mm-hmm. She wasn't getting the eye relief. And she did that and said, all right, open your eyes. And she could see. And there was a stunned moment. You could see goosebumps raise on her arm. I said, now, put this crosshair on that target. She did exactly that. She squeezed and she hit. Then she was a monster. (laughs) She blew through another 35 rounds of ammo all by herself. (laughs) Can't say she hit every time, but she hit the majority of those. 
above 50%. Above 50%. And when it became time to swap out, she didn't want to get out from behind the car. <laughs> I mean, that's always my goal in a match is, you know, hit fifty at least 50% or better. Uh, you know, puts me firmly in the middle of the pack, especially the conditions we usually shoot in. Kayla, one thing I can tell you from experience of coaching, positive reinforcement will go a long ways whether the student is good at the whatever they're doing or not. I, I have never told a student they can't do it or they're bad at it. Mm-hmm. You use positive reinforcement, and I'll tell you what, those students will give you more effort than somebody with a natural ability will, and they'll give you more joy in watching them than any student ever will. I agree. Well, and, and, and micro adjustments. Yes. Don't don't try and fix the whole all at once. You know, fix fix one thing and then fix the next thing and, and go on to the next. And and you will watch. Uh, and I saw this all day long where, you know, they would start out and they're kind of all over the paper. And I would just make a little micro adjustment here and they get that. And then I'd make another adjustment. And by the time I got all the adjustments made, I was happening to tell them to speed up because now they're putting one hole in paper. Unless you're Wilson, and then. (laughs) (laughs) Well, I say that. um, I think the other Jason shot my pistol earlier, and he was, he goes, sights are off. Me and Wilson over here shoot it. No, I don't think sights are off. No, those sights are not off. I was probably too busy (laughs) fighting mine with the front sight fell off. That was before. No, that was about the same time. That's Before. when I know. That's when I noticed it. It's okay. Keep blaming the gun. Yeah, <laughs> you know what? That's our motto. It's always it the equipment's fault. Yep. Right. Now that you're you're staccato, I shot today. Yeah, I'm going to go Quite three thousand dollars in debt. Yeah, it's one of those things that I've read about them. Mm-hmm. I've held them at shot show. I think they're wonderful pieces of equipment. Until I shot one today. You're welcome. Now I have to have one. Because that is one of the finest pieces of equipment I've ever pulled the trigger on. Uh, yeah. I've never seen a 1911-style pistol that doesn't have a rollback recoil. Straight it is the... straight back. And it's almost like it's disconnected from the frame. It, it I, I don't even know how to describe it. Thank God I stayed in my shotgun area. You want to go shoot it? No. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> no, not after hearing these two talk. I, probably, I can't probably afford smart. It. It's yeah. going to cost me some money because I have to have one now. I can send you the link. Oh, I, I, I can find. Yeah, it. Jamie I can might find kick it. my butt, now, but if you've got a discount code or something like that, we could. I use. would. I would. I would definitely take that. Yeah, I, I wish because I did. Dang. I don't. <laughs> yeah. So, just real quick, Caitlin, you you're going to start precision long range class in the morning. Yes, I How am. How are you feeling about that? Um, nervous, to say the least. I, uh... You shouldn't I've, be nervous. You know where all the targets are. <laughs> okay, and your point is, um, I've slept since then. Thank now, you. Now you've got to find them. You painted them yellow, and now they don't show up. Yeah. My bad. <laughs> oh, well. Hey, it makes it fun. It does make it fun. And that's, and that's part of the, that's part of what the curriculum is about, is target location uh you you gotta find stuff to be able to shoot it but the positive side is to that though is i might i i definitely don't remember where i put half the targets which part of that comes from us 
running around like chickens with their head cut off and going, okay, we're going to put one over here and then we're going to put another one over here and not really any rhyme or reason as to why. I mean, there was some, but not a lot. Well, you just do what Wilson did. If you can't find the targets, you just shoot whatever's laying on the ground beside them. <laughs> oh, yeah. In the general <laughs> direction. Fuck, but- <laughs> <laughs> At some point, I probably earned that. But fuck, Gene. <laughs> Teach you to put me on the microphone. God, I'm going to have to put a disclaimer on this one, too. <laughs> like Tun Jones again. Oops. Oh, it's all good. So I, I, and I am. I, I'm excited. Uh, long range. Uh, aside from what we did today um, with, with a, a, a women's shoot like we did today with rotating stations and just everybody getting to experience so much. Jason, you and I do... The the Central Wyoming College ones where we do the women's defensive clinic is a very similar format. They're probably the most fun classes I teach. Agreed. Um, and and I would say that, you know, after that, it's a toss-up between uh, IDS and long range. I love teaching the long range. Uh, the pace of it and just the things that, that – you're able to see students do an elicit performance from them in that venue. A lot of times it's disbelief from the student. To me, it's watching a grown adult have that echo of the math teacher in their head. You'll need to use this math later in life. I hear that all the time. I hear every single time I get behind a rifle, even in three on competition, there's like a long range target. I hear Wilson in the back of my head going, you've got to do this, you've got to do your windage, you've got to do this. How often do you miss now? Never. To be fair, I have nightmares like that. <laughs> wake up I'm the, sure. Wake up 2 o'clock in the morning, cold sweat, with Wilson's voice in my head going, do the math. Don't slack, do the math. You'll get it right. <laughs> Where do you think I got you, hooked in at? You know that 308's going to start tumbling at 13. Ago. <laughs> That's right. You came out and played with us. Two years ago, I came out and played uh, carbine class with them. And I'll tell you what, it, it second to none, in my opinion. Thank you. I, I, I will give both of you that much credit. Thank you. Even Wilson. <laughs> backpedal, backpedal. backpedal. <laughs> Ron and I came out for the class. And I'll tell you what, that the... That is the most informational, fun class I've ever had in my life. Wonderful. And like I said, second to none. I I will give you two that much. Thank you. And you did it with a 308, and I did not slack on you at all. I kept the round count where I had the round count. Yep. Um, I was a little worried about your shoulder at the end of the day. I'm a shotgunner. I get that. And and I and I didn't really think about that. I, I I didn't really think about the correlation between 308, which you got a semi-automatic that actually does absorb quite a bit of the recoil, and you're used to a 12 gauge pounding you for 300 rounds in a day. We had already run 15 to 20 of these classes, right? And we had a pretty good rhythm on it. We had seen a 600 round evolution day, and then we get this guy and he requests an AR-10. Mm-hmm. Now we don't know Gene at the time. Not at all. I have no idea what a stature of man he is, what he what comes from, from a background. So I call him. <laughs> yes, he did. And I'm like, okay, so I've got this request on my desk that you want to do this 
course with a AR-10. And it, all I get from Gene is, yep. <laughs> I was like, okay, so you do realize that this is going to be you know, upwards of 400 rounds for the day. And he goes, uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> Not to be too nosy, but are you recoil sensitive at all? And he goes, get me the gun. I'll show you. <laughs> okay. okay, so this guy, one, his sentences are less than five words each. <laughs> mm-hmm. And I'm kind of been a little intimidated because I'm, he feels like I'm talking down to him. I'm not trying to be that guy. <laughs> I just want to make sure that when we build this gun for him, it's right. Well, and you're hearing his voice, his voice here on Deer Shooter. Yeah. He's, he's kind of an intimidating guy. He's well, not intimidating. an intimidating person. Well, you're a teddy bear once you get to know you. But if I didn't know you, Thank I'd you. be terrified. And then the economics of the whole thing kick in. I said, well, I, I can't pay for your ammo if you're going to do this. He's like, no problem. Again. Really lengthy sentences. Right. Right. So, well, great talk, Gene. Thank you. We'll get it done for you. I look forward to watching this evolution happen. Hang up the phone. Didn't think twice about it. Parts came in. We built the gun. Gene shows up that morning. And this man walks through the door. And look, I'm like five foot nothing. <laughs> and Gene is, how tall are you, Gene? Six three. Okay, he walks through to her 6'3", and he goes, where's my gun? <laughs> <laughs> Still a man of few words. So, yeah, here I'm looking up at this guy, and I'm like, well, I, you got to be Gene. So I walk him over to the AR-10, and he holds it and handles this thing, and it looks like an AR-15 in his hands. Right. I, I breathed a little easier at that point because I figured maybe we got a guy that can handle it. Then I watched him shoot. Mm-hmm. He handles it like a carbine. Like he did. An AR-15. He did. And, so. and that, was, that was an extremely per- impressive performance. I don't know about that, but now, it made me happy. I, I think that was the same class. Uh, correct me if I'm wrong. We were we were sitting on the back deck that evening having a few beverages and talking <laughs> about the class. And I had a student walk up to me and, and say, you know, you said something to me today that really offended me. And, of course, I'm going through my head going, oh, my God, oh, oh crap, what did I say? What did I do? And and my first response was, look, I, I am profoundly sorry if I offended you. Well, what did I say? And he looks at me and he goes, this will be timed. Flew him the finger, told him to get bent, and walked away. <laughs> <laughs> he is a perfectionist. Mm-hmm. You're talking about Brandon. Yes. Yep. And not only is he a perfectionist, um, he has an image of himself that he doesn't do anything poorly. <laughs> So when you put him on the clock, and it stressed him out. So, yeah, that's why it offended him. And he was mostly playing with you, but not really. Right. And it's amazing. And uh, Caitlin will back me up on this, and I'm sure you will too, Gene. Like, you, as soon as you put a clock on somebody, they fall apart. Oh, crap. Oh, okay. So three-gun, all of it's timed. So you can have the, the stage engraved in your head like i will sometimes have those stages where i'll go home and i'll sleep and i'll literally dream about the stage because i can see it so perfectly in my head as soon as that timer goes off it's like it all just leaves Mm -hmm. like it's gone completely gone that timer is your heartbeat Mm -hmm. and as soon as it goes off totally agree i i was in pine bluffs a couple weeks ago and 1950 yards i think our long target was 2350 and you have eight rounds, and you got to put it together in two minutes. And as soon as you lay down behind the gun, you're, it's like your brain falls out. Mm-hmm. And when you self-time yourself, two minutes seems like an eternity. Mm-hmm. When somebody else is timing you, and then you have to perform <laughs> on that clock, two minutes blink of an eye. 
Right. Oh, yeah. It, it is, and it's weird. And, and you always end up, because you, it seems like you're always racing that clock, and you're making mistakes, and then you find out, oh, yeah, you, 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 you've shot all your rounds, and you still have, you know, 40 seconds left. And you're like, mm. Well, you did that in Laramie, too. I did. We got in the middle of this match, and Jason's having a good stage. He is cleaning this stage. And about halfway through, the guy in our squad that, that is doing the RO and spotting for him yells at him, slow down, you have plenty of time. And I look at him and say, he's connecting, leave him the fuck alone. And I, and I did end up cleaning that he stage. He ended up cleaning and that oddly, stage in half the time required. And oddly enough, I did the same thing in Pine Bluffs, and they were both diamonds. You're a freaking nature. You know. I can't, I can't hit a rectangle to save my life, but give me a diamond, I'll hit them all day long. <laughs> it's, it's like wind. When the wind stops in Wyoming, I can't hit shit. You put him on a bench, he's rubbish. You put him on a barricade where he's really not supported, he's incredible. It's retarded to watch. <laughs> <laughs> well, probably half the reason I got named the Angry Bumblebee. Well, that was your caliber choice. That it had nothing to do with that. And that was, I was messing with you at that time, too. He gets, he gets mad at me because I will connect with the 308, and he's going, you shouldn't be able to do that. Well, it, it defies physics at, at a certain point. <laughs> I'll let you play with that rifle. Good. <laughs> I don't so, think you had much choice. Right? No. So what are you bringing to the long range? So I am bringing a Shaw Barrel Six Creed. Okay. Yeah. And an MDT chassis. Yeah. Yep. What else? With a what on top? <laughs> I loose it in the looks. Okay. It is the MLX. <laughs> so you're running Mills. Yes. Okay. All right. First All focal right. plane in Mills. Sweet. I am well, excited. and I, I mostly did that to you because if I, I I put you in a proper optic, you wouldn't be able to speak the same language as this knucklehead. I can speak MOA. I'm just not fluent. He babbles at it. He doesn't really speak it. <laughs> I'm conversational. How's that? <laughs> I can ask where the bathroom is, and I can order a kielbasa. <laughs> now, and, and one of the things you were talking about earlier, you had a student today that was having trouble getting into the iBox. Um, now, and, and I'm going to totally plug Lucid here. Your optics have one of the most generous eye boxes I've seen. Uh, I get into any other optic, and I've got a half to three-quarters of an inch to to get into that eye box. Your L5 is running almost an inch and a half, sometimes two inches, depending on what power it's on. Yeah, a little more generous than that, actually. The, the reason I do that is you can't ever guarantee what platform it's going to be put on. Right. You can't guarantee what caliber it's going to be used with. So... It's a universal optic, right? I'm selling a magnified optic that's supposed to be able to go on most anything. And if I'm going to do that, I've got to give the generous eye box. Otherwise, either it's dangerous or it's too critical for an average setup. Right. So catering to the masses, right? Mm-hmm. I love them. So. Second that motion. I third that, and I'm not just being biased because I am a sponsored shooter for you. I'm being dead serious. You are so sucking up. Well, like you don't do the same thing. <laughs> hey, I've been called a lucid whore. Caitlin, you chose us as much as we chose you. 
Yeah, I agree. And I I don't regret any decision I've ever made with you guys. Give it time. And, and Jason married into don't the family. Don't even. So hey, <laughs> if it was not for Wilson, I would not be here right now. And you you know that. Wow. She said that out loud. <laughs> <laughs> I did say that out loud. And I don't have to be biased. I I got hooked the minute I came to the carbine class. Mm-hmm. With the one by six. Yeah. Last year I bought six of his scopes at a. No, let me rephrase that. My wife bought six of his scopes <laughs> at an NRA banquet. It was Gene's hand in the air at the auction, and his wife said, Yeah, you can do it. <laughs> the thing yeah. that got me is I first met you out there at Shot Show 2022. And that was my first year at Shot Show. And uh, I walked up to the booth. Wasn't. Never heard of Lucid, ever. I was like, Vortex? Yeah. Athlon? Sure. Lucid? Who? Like, that's about how it was. And then I walked into the booth and met Jason and met Brandy, and then he handed me the L7. And I looked at it and was like, this is a what? And it's it's a one to six, something that I stopped shooting as soon as I began three gun. And because I went to a straight to a Alphon one to eight, and then I went to the one to ten, and then after that, uh, he goes, "I want you to do me a favor." He goes, "Put it on two power, and I want you to look up and just kind of glance at the banners in the back of the room." Which obviously this was in the giant section of Shot Show, and I was just kind of like, "Okay, whatever." And so I pull it up, and I look through the optic, and as clear as day, I saw everything. And Resolution matters. Yeah. Right. And then he said, turn, the, turn on the illumination. I said, okay, expecting it to be red like everything else. And it's definitely not red. It's blue. Right. And immediately I'm just standing there in awe, like, what am I even looking at at this point? And the rest is just kind of history. I said yes immediately. And now I'm sitting here at a table with him. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I got almost a similar story. We, uh, my buddy and I, Ron Shaver, got the carbine class, come out. At the end of this carbine class, it's time to play around. So Jason grabs me and says, sit down on that bench and shut up. Typical hey, Jason. I'm, I'm listening I to everything he's telling me. I saying that, actually. Yep. And uh, he said, you're going to hit that target out at 1,750 yards. I said, but I've got a AR-10, 308. Sit down, shut up. I do it. On my second shot, I hit the target at 1,750. Mm-hmm. So there was all kinds of unbelief laying around me, so I hand my buddy Ron Shaver the rifle and said, well, you sit down and do it. Well, of course, that ditwad does it in one shot. <laughs> of course. <laughs> Ron follows directions a little better. <laughs> so the disbelief was still there. And the other gentleman in the class, uh, Brandon. Brandon, said, let me try. So I hand him my rifle. That ditwad hits it in one shot, too. Well, so. you showed him how it was done. They just followed direction. I sat down, shut up, and listened to what I was being told. (laughs) One of my favorite memories is last year. I was out here, what was it, maybe June, July, something like that of last year? July. July, yeah. yeah. 
and I came out to visit Jason and he was like, you got time? And I was like, well, yeah, I have time. Dad and I were just kind of traveling through, visiting, whatever, going to kind of tour. This was the first time at y'all's place. And he goes, all right, we're going to go to the range. So he gets ammo together, whatever. We got to the range and he had a dueling tree at 600 yards. Yes. Love that thing. Tiny plates too. And he was just like. A half minute. Minute. Yeah, right at half minute. Yep. Yeah. But he sets the rifle down. He loads ammo. And he was just like, okay, I want you to aim here, point here. And I'm the whole time, I'm giving him the eye. Like, there's no way I'm hitting a dueling tree target at 600 yards. Like, no. It's, it's not happening. So then Brandy got on the other rifle. And we were sitting there having a dueling tree game at 600 yards calling our shots like yep one of the and we all both had lucids well and you made a game out of it i yeah. mean you went back and forth for several rounds oh and yeah and you, you weren't missing the paddles and you had to bring brandy's name into this the humbler. of course i had the to humbler. she was kicked out of this one so <laughs> we gotta mention her name somehow well we're feeling pretty cocky after hitting this target at 1750 so it's getting dusk and we're trying to pick this target up what 400 yards over by the caves. Yep, yep. And ain't none of us can even touch it. Somebody walks up and says, move over, dumbass. Grabs the rifle, hits the target three times, hands it back and says, see, ain't that damn hard. That, sounds that would exactly be Brandy. Like Let me Brandy. guess. She said, you just got to hold it in the same spot. <laughs> <laughs> that seems to be a theme with her. Mm. Yeah, thanks. We never thought of that. <laughs> she's never cut me any slack since. And she never will. Well, yeah. if she starts cutting you slack, she doesn't like you. Right. right? Okay, good to know. Yeah. <laughs> well, I, I'm going to say that we had a successful event today, and I think everybody came around, came came out of this better for it. Um, I had a blast. I had an absolute blast, and, and it's an honor working with all of you. And I hope that we can continue this, and hopefully we're going to host the same event next year. Uh, until then, we'll see what happens. And until we, next week, hey, you guys keep blaming the gun. <laughs> <laughs>